Welcome to Blessed Hope Podcast. This is a media outreach by Blessed Hope Bible Presbyterian Church. Today we'll be reading A Body of Divinity by Thomas Watson, published by the Banner of Truth Trust. 2. The Thing Expressed John 4.24 God is a Spirit What do you mean when you say God is a Spirit? By spirit, I mean God is an immaterial substance of a pure, subtle, unmixed essence, not compounded of body and soul, without all extension of parts. The body is a draggish thing. The more spiritual God's essence, the more noble and excellent it is. The spirits are the more refined part of the wine. When does God differ from other spirits? The angels are spirits. We must distinguish spirits. The angels are created. God is a spirit uncreated. The angels are finite and capable of being annihilated. The same power which made them is able to reduce them to their first nothing. But God is an infinite spirit. The angels are confined spirits. They cannot be, but are confined to a place. But God is an immense spirit, and in all places at once. The angels, those spirits, are but ministering spirits. Hebrews 1.14 Though they are spirits, they are servants. God is a super-excellent spirit, the father of spirits. Hebrews 12.9 The soul is a spirit, Ecclesiastes 12 verse 7. The spirit shall return to God that gave it. How does God, being a spirit, differ from the soul? Servetus and Osiander thought that the soul being infused conveyed into man the very spirit and substance of God. This is an absurd opinion, for the essence of God is incommunicable. When it is said the soul is a spirit, it means that God has made it intelligible and stamped upon it his likeness, not his essence. But is it not said that we are made partakers of the divine nature? By divine nature there is meant divine qualities. 2 Peter 1 verse 4 We are made partakers of the divine nature not by identity or union with the divine essence, but by a transformation into the divine likeness. Thus, you see how God differs from other spirits, angels, and souls of men. He is a spirit of transcendent excellence, the father of spirits. Against this, Vorstius and the anthropomorphites object. That in scripture, a human shape and figure is given to God. He is said to have eyes and hands. It is contrary to the nature of a spirit to have a corporal substance. Luke 24 verse 39 Handle me and see me, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones, as ye see me have. Bodily members are ascribed to God, not properly, but metaphorically, and in a borrowed sense. By the right hand of the Lord is meant his power. By the eyes of the Lord is meant his wisdom. Now, 
that God is a spirit and is not capable of bodily shape or substance is clear. For body is visible, but God is invisible. Therefore, he is a spirit. 1 Timothy 6 verse 16 Whom no man have seen, nor can see, not by an eye of sense. A body is terminated, can be but in one place at once. But God is everywhere, in all places at once. Therefore, he is a spirit. Psalm 139 verses 7 and 8 God's center is everywhere, and his circumference is nowhere. A body being compounded of integral parts may be dissolved, but the Godhead is not capable of dissolution. He can have no end from whom all things have their beginning. So that it clearly appears that God is a spirit, which adds to the perfection of his nature. If God be a spirit, then he is impassable. He is not capable of being hurt. Wicked men set up their banners and bend their forces against God. They are said to fight against God. Acts 5 verse 39 But what will this fighting avail? What hurt can they do to the deity? God is a spirit and therefore cannot receive any hurtful impression. Wicked men may imagine evil against the Lord. Nahum 1 verse 9 What do ye imagine against the Lord? But God being a spirit is impenetrable. The wicked may eclipse his glory, but cannot touch his essence. God can hurt his enemies, but they cannot hurt him. Julian might throw up his dagger into the air against heaven, but could not touch the deity. God is a spirit, invisible. How can the wicked with all their forces hurt him when they cannot see him? Hence, all the attempts of the wicked against God are foolish and prove abortive. Psalm 2 verses 2 and 4 The kings of the earth set themselves against the Lord and against his anointed. He that sits in the heavens shall laugh. He is a spirit. He can wound them, but they cannot touch him. If God be a spirit, it shows the folly of the papists, who worship him by pictures and images. As a spirit, we cannot make any image to represent him. Deuteronomy 4 verse 12 The Lord spake to you out of the midst of the fire, Ye heard the voice of the words, but saw no similitude. God being a spirit is imperceptible, cannot be discerned. How then can there be any resemblance made of him? Isaiah 40 verse 80 To whom then will ye liken God? Or what likeness will ye compare unto him? How can you paint the deity? Can we make an image of that which we never saw? Esau no similitude. God is a spirit. It were folly to endeavor to make a picture of the soul because it is a spiritual thing, or to paint the angels because they are spirits. Are not angels in scripture represented by the cherubim? That is, the image of the person and the image that represents the office. The cherubims did not represent the persons of the angels, but their office. The cherubims were made with wings to show the swiftness of the angels in discharge of their office. And if we cannot 
picture the souls nor the persons of angels, because they are spirits. Much less can we make an image or picture of God, who is infinite and the Father of spirits. God is also an omnipresent spirit. He is present in all places. Jeremiah twenty three verse twenty four. Do not I fill heaven and earth? Saith the Lord. Therefore, being everywhere present, it is absurd to worship him by an image. Were it not a foolish thing to bow down to the king's picture when the king is present? So it is to worship God's image when God Himself is present. How then shall we conceive of God as a spirit if we may make no image or resemblance of Him? We must conceive of Him spiritually, in His attributes, His holiness, justice, and goodness, which are the beams by which His divine nature shines forth. We must conceive of Him as He is in Christ. Christ is the image of the invisible God. Colossians one verse fifteen, set the eyes of your faith on Christ as Godman. In Christ we see some sparklings of the divine glory. In Him there is the exact resemblance of all His Father's excellencies. The wisdom, love, and holiness of God the Father shine forth in Christ. John fourteen verse nine, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. If God be a spirit, it shows us that the more spiritual we grow, the more we grow like to God. How do earth and spirit agree? Philippians three nineteen. Earthly ones may give for their crest the mole or tortoise that live in the earth. What resemblance is there between an earthly heart and him who is a spirit? The more spiritual any one is, the more like God. What is it to be spiritual, to be refined and sublimated, to have the heart still in heaven, to be thinking of God and glory, and to be carried up in a fiery chariot of love to God? Psalm seventy-three verse twenty-five. Whom have I in heaven but Thee? Which Beza paraphrases thus: Be gone, earth! Oh, that I were in heaven with Thee. A Christian who is taken off from these earthly things. As the spirits are taken off from the lees, has a noble spiritual soul, and most resembles him who is a spirit. It shows that the worship which God requires of us and is most acceptable to Him is spiritual worship. John four verse twenty four. They which worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Spiritual worship is virgin worship. Though God will have the service of our bodies, our eyes, and hands lifted up to testify to others that reverence we have of His glory and majesty, yet He will have the worship of the soul chiefly. First Corinthians six verse twenty. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Spirit worship God prizes because it comes near to His own nature, which is a spirit. What is it to worship God in spirit? To worship Him without ceremonies. The ceremonies of the law, which God Himself ordained, are now abrogated and out of date. Christ, the substance being come, the shadows fly away, and therefore the apostle calls the legal ceremonies carnal rites. Hebrews nine verse ten. 
If we may not use those Jewish ceremonies which God once appointed, then not those which He never appointed. To worship God in spirit is to worship Him with faith in the blood of the Messiah. Hebrews 10 verse 19 To worship Him with the utmost zeal and intenseness of soul. Acts 26 verse 7 Our twelve tribes instantly serving God day and night with intenseness of spirit. Not only constantly, but instantly. This is to worship God in spirit. The more spiritual any service is, the nearer it comes to God, who is a spirit, and the more excellent it is. The spiritual part of duty is the fat of the sacrifice. It is the soul and quintessence of religion. The richest cordials are made of spirit, and the best duties are such as are of a spiritual nature. God is the Spirit, and will be worshipped in spirit. It is not pomp of worship, but purity, which God accepts. Repentance is not in the outward severities used to the body, as penance, fasting, and chastising the body, but it consists in the sacrifice of a broken heart. Thanksgiving does not stand in church music, the melody of an organ, but rather in making melody in the heart to the Lord. Ephesians 5 verse 19 Prayer is not the tuning the voice into a heartless confession or telling over a few beats, but it consists in sighs and groans. Romans 8 verse 26 When the fire of fervency is put to the incense of prayer, then it ascends as a sweet odour. The true holy water is not that which the Pope sprinkles, but is distilled from the penitent eye. Spirit worship best pleases that God who is a spirit. John 4.23 The Father seeketh such to worship Him. To show the great acceptance of such and how God is delighted with spiritual worship. This is the savoury meat that God loves. How few mind this. They give him more drags than spirits. They think it enough to bring their duties, but not their hearts, which makes God disclaim the very services he himself appointed. Isaiah 1.12, Ezekiel 33.31 Let us then give God spirit worship, which best suits his nature. A sovereign elixir full of virtue may be given in a few drops, so a little prayer if it be with the heart and spirit, may have much virtue and efficacy in it. The publican made but a short prayer, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Luke 18 verse 13. But it was full of life and spirit. It came from the heart. Therefore, it was accepted. Let us pray to God that as He is a spirit, so He will give us of His spirit. The essence of God is incommunicable, but not the motions, the presence and influences of His Spirit. When the sun shines in a room, not the body of the sun is there, but the light, heat, and influence of the sun. God has made a promise of His Spirit. Ezekiel 36 verse 27, I will put my Spirit within you. Turn promises into prayers. O Lord, Thou who art a Spirit, give me of thy spirit. I, flesh, beg thy spirit, thy enlightening, sanctifying, quickening spirit. 
Melanchthon prayed, Lord, inflame my soul with thy Holy Spirit. How needful is his spirit. We cannot do any duty without it in a lively manner. When this wind blows upon our sails, we move swiftly towards heaven. Let us pray, therefore, that God will give us of the residue of his spirit. Malachi 2 verse 15 that we may move more vigorously in the sphere of religion. As God is a spirit, so the rewards that he gives are spiritual. As the chief blessings he gives us in this life are spiritual blessings, Ephesians 1 verse 3, not gold and silver. As he gives Christ his love, he fills us with grace. So, the main rewards he gives us after this life are spiritual. A crown of glory that fadeth not away. 1 Peter 5 verse 4 Earthly crowns fade, but the believer's crown being spiritual is immortal. A never-fading crown. It is impossible, says Joseph Scaliger, for that which is spiritual to be subject to change or corruption. This may comfort a Christian in all his labours and sufferings. He lays out himself for God and has little or no reward here. But remember, God who is a spirit will give spiritual rewards. A sight of his face in heaven, white robes, a weight of glory. Be not then weary of God's service. Think of the spiritual reward, a crown of glory which fadeth not away. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Hope Podcast a media outreach by Blessed Hope Bible Presbyterian Church. For more information, visit our website at www.blessedhope.sg. Our sermons are available at www.sermonaudio.com. The Lord bless you and keep you.